Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Tommy Hybor, welcome to Rooster and the Devil. Happy to be here. So Tommy is my college roommate. Uh, what is it, about 14 years ago, 13 years ago we lived together at this point? Which is we graduated, insane. We graduated in 2009, so however long mm-hmm. ago that was. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, 11, 11 years ago. We're, we're getting old, man. So you played a little bit of soccer um, growing up. So, so tell me about your experience with soccer. So I probably started playing when I was five or six and then started uh, playing travel competitive soccer shortly thereafter. We've got this thing called AYSO. I think it's probably a nationwide organization in in Michigan, but it's like you know anyone can play, no tryouts. But so, gotcha. of course, I was, I, I was I was a little competitive son of a bitch. So I got and I convinced my parents to get me into travel soccer. So I did that. Was uh, that on Sundays? Heathen Sundays. Yep. Heathen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I uh, and I mainly played sweeper um through my travel days and then um when i got to high school i made varsity my freshman year and i of course they start you out on the worst position um at least for me the worst position was outside winger so you're just running up and down oh that's a fun position i always like that one. yeah well i don't think it's a very fun position because you don't touch the ball that often and you have to do a shitload of running so, um, but eventually I moved into, uh, uh, center midfielder and that's where I like, where I preferred to be. Would you say you were like a defensive center midfielder? Yeah, I was definitely a defensive center midfielder. Um, but I did like setting up attacks. So I played, yeah, maybe not too high. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't consider myself like a holding center midfielder either. So, uh, so I had lot, mainly assists. I took the PKs, oh. which I always went right. No yeah. Matter what, no matter what. I had a PK on Tuesday night up in Germantown and I went right and I, I hit you know, it. I don't expect it. And then it's harder to pull one. Was I always, I went left a few times in my rec career after, you know, like when I was an old man already and I, I missed a few times. So yeah. I'm always right. Yeah. I go right. Um, and then you like, at worst, you're going to get a rebound and you can hopefully go pound it in. Um, then I got to college. I tried, I tried out for, for college soccer, but I, uh, was more interested in drinking and smoking, um, during the summer before college. And, uh, so let's just say you came in in rough shape, came in in not great shape. And I remember we were doing Indian runs after, after basically a long practice. And it, was, it had to have been like 150 degrees out there. And I made it two times around <laughs> and then I just started puking. <laughs> and then they were, they were such hard asses that they got around the, the field one more time and they're like, get back in line. And so I had to get back in line and finish it out. Brutal. I knew I wasn't going to, after that, I knew I wasn't going to make the team. So I, I wrote down the word sweeper when you were talking about your soccer development in general. Yeah. I, I don't think that term exists in real, in real football when you watch it. And that, well, that was such a common term in the U S growing up. Yeah. What are they? Because do they mainly do like a four back flat four back now or yeah, it's either a flat four back or they do like three and then they have two, they call them wing backs that are up just a little bit, but they're kind of uh, like a, like a distributing defensive but you know box to box is what what you would say yeah so they have a stopper or is that like a stopper that's an american term too that was my position growing up stopper so we played a diamond i I think everybody everyone played diamond diamond is like the way to play and of course it's terrible because there are so many angles you can get through and if your sweeper plays too far back he's gonna you know 
He's going to allow people to get behind, like the. We never learned an offside trap either. Like, like yeah. to teach a solid back line to catch people offside. I feel like I never learned that, and I played defense in club soccer. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I ref now and an uh, adult rec league, and there are so the people try to do offside traps like abundantly and of course they do them because they're lazy pretty much and they're expecting you know like a one-man ref to yeah it's possible it's impossible i mean like you'll get the you'll get the obvious ones but you know they're asking a guy who's running up and down the field to like see if a guy's left you know a half second early like give me a break yeah yeah it's not yeah, I'm surprised you guys play uh, offsides. Is it seven asides or is it eleven? So on uh, the seven asides, we we don't play offside, but a, we do eights, nines, and elevens, and then eights, nines, and elevens all have offside. And uh-huh. for the eight and nine man, eight and nine uh, leagues, we have one ref. For the eleven, the eleven v eleven, we do two refs. Gotcha. So which is uh-huh. better, but it has its own set of challenges. Yeah. So, what's the name of the league that you're repping? Uh, District Sports. Curious? District Sports. All right. Yep. All right. So, anything else you want to say about your soccer experience growing up that you're uh, so dying to up, say? Well, I mean, I guess I'd say I I lived in Spain for a couple of years after uh, I graduated from college, and I became a Barca fan because this was like. 2011 or 2009, 2010, 2011. Barca was pretty good. Pep was the coach. Ah. Mm-hmm. And it was just ticky. T- it was Andres Iniesta, Xavi, um, and then Puyol. Do you remember P- Puyol? You don't remember him? I don't. I, I mean, I'm new to the sport. But yeah, like- so this is all the old Spanish greats. I remember um, Iniesta. That, I mean, that Iniesta name. plays in Japan now. Yeah, for Kobe, right? Something yeah. Like that. And Xavi, I think, went to Turkey and played a little bit after. But now I think he's like a coach or he's part of the Barca organization. So I was a, I was a Barca fan. Um, did you attend any games while you were there? I've attended one Barca game. I've been to a Valencia game. I've been to a uh, Lisb- Lisboa. What's what's the main Sporting team? Lisbon? Lisbon. No, it's the Benfica. Benfica. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I've been to Benfica. Valencia. What were the stadiums like? Uh, you you know, Camp Nou, Valencia. They're not that. They're not near as loud as I, w- I was expecting. Um, but like back when I went, like people, you could smoke. So it was just like people smoking and chewing. I remember a lot of people were chewing, uh, sunflower seeds. That huh. was smoking and chewing sunflower seeds was the, my, my main memory. At the was Valencia there drinking stadium. in the stands in the Spanish? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's like getting trashed though, but. Well, is the crowd very attentive to the game? Yes. I mean, it's it's almost like they, you know, they they're somewhat quiet in reverence because they're really paying attention. Yeah. And um, that's what I love about soccer. That's what I fell in love with the last couple of years here is that you could tell the people in the stadium really care. Because when you go to a football game or basketball game, you're like you're getting baseball. up to take a kiss and drinking. Yeah. Like I, I just had never seen fans watch the game the way that they watch soccer. So. Yeah. I mean, what else? What else sticks out to you about the stadiums? Um, you know, they're of similar scale to I think like. I mean, I don't know, maybe fifty thousand people. I mean, they're big. big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're big. Like Camp Now is can fit almost a hundred thousand, I think. I, I and um, it's cool. I mean. But it's it wasn't when I was there. It didn't feel like when I walked into the big house. When you walk, I don't know if you've ever been to a game at. I did go to the big house. Yeah. Big house. It's kind of doesn't look that big because it's built in the ground, and you walk. That was striking when I walked up because I was like, "This is it." Yeah. It it wasn't as striking as that. Um, And then there was there isn't like the whole like tailgating phenomenon before a game, so that's a little different. Do they drink in the stadium? Because yeah. I know at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they, like, encourage people to arrive at the stadium early and then drink into the bars. 
in the stadium itself. Yeah, so they do. Um, but it, again, it's not. It doesn't. I don't really. I don't really remember it being like right. people getting wasted or. Right, right, right. Um. So yeah, but it's cool. I mean, you know, you feel like you're with a lot of people. But like Camp Now, I think is even known for being not that loud for a hundred thousand people. Mm. So. But it's in a cool part of town, and uh, yeah, I mean, did you watch a lot of soccer games in bars and oh yeah, like that too? Yeah, I mean, we would, you know, like every Wednesday, you know, they got the midweek games, and you know, we would go to the same bar and watch. Um, you know, get. Did you watch Champions League back then? Yeah, yeah, Champions League. Um, yeah, that's when I've watched the most the most soccer is when I was living in Spain. I would watch basically every Barca game if I could. So, so run me through your American sports background. You, you briefly mentioned Michigan, but you, but you'd say you're a pretty big sports fan, right? Sure. In, in yeah. US. I mean, I, like I grew up as, as we discussed playing soccer, but also tennis and basketball. Um, and it kind of worked out that way because tennis and basketball were at separate, you know, seasons, um, in high school. So I played soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, and then tennis in the spring. And then I became not that good at basketball or not good enough to really, you know, get I, I probably could have made varsity, but I wouldn't have played at all. So Yeah, screw that. Screw that. <laughs> um so then I just kinda of focused on tennis and soccer. And then obviously well not obviously because you got no one knows me here yet, but I uh, uh, obviously big, you dumbasses. I'm also a big snow skier, um, and water skiing. And so I was doing a lot of that. Um, as far as fan fandom though. Oh uh, as far as fandom, yeah. I mean I'm my number one sports American football. And it's Lions. And you still uh, love it, right? I love You're it. All, yeah. I'm not into the XFL, though. I'm, that doesn't interest <laughs> me at all. I need a little break. Um, yeah. And there are, th- there are things that are bo- starting to bother me a little bit more about NFL, but there's still, to me, there is nothing like getting a barrel-aged beer on Sunday night and watching Sunday night football. That's like something I look forward to. Yeah, and- it's nice. It's a nice thing. We uh, talk about the gameplay on here all the time of American football still being such a fantastic product. It is. I mean, I think they it, it's they've really done a lot to slow things down, which is I think what's hurting it a bit. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's pretty games. exciting and it's it's strategic. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, you have to be crazy athletic. You see amazing plays. Right. It's just that there's so many damn commercials. I can't take it. I lost my shit. Yeah. And once they so, started doing like kickoff commercials and like any time there's any stoppage of play at all, you're forced right. to sit through a minute or two commercials. So it just was nauseating. Exactly. So like, I mean, I like watching hockey. I'm starting to like, particularly during um, the playoffs. I watch a lot of tennis, especially, you know, all the major tournaments. I'm, I'm yeah. watching those. Um, Golf. I watch. I'm starting to watch lots of golf. I like golf actually. That's golf kind of like, like hardcore at, second sport right now. Yeah, like Sunday afternoon. Like golf's always on. Like from now until, you know, I get. Well, they've changed the season in golf, so I never know what the season is. I'm just like, well, they moved, they moved all the. They moved all the, um, major tournaments up. So well, now the first real ones in March, right? Masters. Masters is in April. April, okay. In April, and then like shortly thereafter, they go to the PGA Championship, then U.S. Open, and then the Open Championship. Gotcha. Huh. Jess, that's when the ladies don't get it all. They're like, "Why are you watching golf?" <laughs> yeah, I hear <laughs> like, you. It's great. I mean, it's great. I like it. Like I spent. I'm on my phone. Um, yeah. You know, watching golf. It's right. relaxing. Chilling. Yeah. Chilling. <laughs> and I just want to like it makes me want to go golf. So. Yeah, which there's a very sad, pained look on Tommy's face right now because Tommy is out for the golf season, and as his golf partner here in Maryland, that is sad. I am sorry. ACL injury. Yep, I blew out my knee skiing in uh, Colorado a 
couple weeks ago. Tore my ACL, meniscus, cartilage. Uh, blew out just about everything you could in uh, one pretty epic fall. So, uh, what, what mountain was that at? I was at Copper. Copper. How was the first day, though? Because that was first second day. Was, day. First day was nice. Um, not much fresh snow, but yeah. we, we. I mean, there was there was plenty of snow and found some good bumps. Um, it was good. And then, so the first, the f- second day, you know, so I usually ski with my wife for the most part in the first day. And then, uh, she takes the second day off. And so I was, Tommy goes hard. Yeah. I was trying to go hard and I was obviously going way too hard and I was flying down a blue. This wasn't a black or anything. I was just hauling ass down a blue and came to kind of a, uh, a little ledge because it went from a not very steep part to a steep part and caught some air unexpectedly and then flew wiped out and then jerry i got of the day. Up, you think you made jerry of the day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was horrible and then so I, but i didn't realize i had i had I had torn my ACL at this point. I was like, oh, my knee kind of hurts, but whatever. So I shook myself off, um, put my skis back on, and then I got to the next steep part, which is, you know, maybe like, you know, 100 feet, 200 feet down down the hill. And then I just took my first turn, um, and my knee buckled. And I was like, uh, fuck, <laughs> this is bad. Uh, and that was, that was the end of the ski uh, trip. And anybody then my, and then anybody my that's listening that's like torn that. it? Uh, Say that one more time. Sorry. So it was like, end it like in a, in a mere like second split second decision, you know, end of the ski season, end of the golf season, Ugh. you know, surgery. It just like, you know, yeah, it's a bummer. How everything and, just changed so, so quick. Every time I play basketball and soccer these days, I think about like, this is the night, <laughs> you know, cause it's not that uncommon of an injury. No, I mean, I was injury free. Um, in sports throughout <laughs> all like my youth and high school yeah zero like I my my apparently my ankles were like steel never twisted an ankle nothing mm. and now I've you know gotten to my 30s and everything's just going to shit so <laughs> see that's that's why they talk about 32 year old players in soccer, like, oh, there's the old man coming. <laughs> I know. All the 32-year-old players have, like, knee braces because you know those, those idiots have torn ACLs. Yeah. And they call them the seasoned vets and stuff. That's yeah. us now. That's Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably, every time I play sports from now on, I'm probably going to be wearing a brace. I'm going to be one yeah. of those guys. Damn. And anybody listening that's torn their ACL out there, I'm sorry to you as well because I know there's at least one person listening that has torn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right tommy so what's your knowledge level of english premier league at this very moment i know that liverpool is the best team okay i know that uh man city won last year yeah no. true i know that spurs are now coached by jose Mourinho. okay that's good He's Portuguese. <laughs> Let's see what I know. Um, I know that there are four teams in London. I know there's two teams in Liverpool. I know there's two teams in Manchester. I know Leicester City had an amazing run a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And Man U has not been very good recently. Like in a in a more yeah in a state. Man U sense of the word yeah. <laughs> So, what about players? Do you know any players? Uh, Salah for Liverpool. Um, there's that Spanish goalkeeper who plays for Manchester United. Yeah, right? David De Gea. David De Gea. He's he's kind of I, I don't know. Man, Manchester United fans are so so on him right now. Yeah, I don't think he's all that all that special. Um, David Silva. I know some of the Spanish players play. Obviously, David Silva plays for Man City. Yeah, he's, he's still kicking around. Although he's kind of ancient these days. Yeah, but I think he still gets some time there. I, I, 
Yeah, I have to look that up. We have a Man City guest on uh, that comes and talks about Man City sometimes. So oh. fun to um, ask him. And then uh, Jurgen Klopp is the manager of Liverpool. He made. All right, I want to he- double click on that for a second because this is why you're on the podcast tonight. <laughs> is because you sent Brad and I a text stating something along along the lines of like, I think I'm going to be a Liverpool fan now, and it. it Accompanying that was a picture of Jurgen Klopp. So, what do you like so much about Jurgen Klopp? Well, he, he was he was he was he was asked a question. It was a it was a video clip. He was asked a question about the coronavirus. Oh sure, COVID nineteen. He essentially said, "Like, why are you asking me? I'm a football manager. Ask the professional. Like, just because I'm famous doesn't mean I have anything interesting to say." And then at the very end, he's like, "Like, I've, you know, I wear a baseball cap and I have a back shave." <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is we, we actually love him on the podcast we talk about him being hilarious all the time yeah, so, he's a lovable character nice yeah, German so I was, was kind of like that, that, that's, that speaks to me so I was already kind of like thinking about Liverpool because Salah seems to be such a amazing player and a good human being and I need yeah. a I think I kind of need a team in the in the Premier League. So, it's, but here's the thing about Liverpool: if you pick them right now, it's a guarantee that they win the Premier League this year. So you're just you're picking a front runner. Like that's a guaranteed winner of the league. I know. So that's kind of I don't like that as much because I like to root for. Obviously, I'm a Lions fan, so I'm destined to root for failures, um, and I like to pick underdogs. So maybe I need to – maybe we need to find a little more obscure team. A team that, you know, like has flashes of brilliance but, you know, doesn't get all the all the media attention that, the you know, the big guys do. Plenty of options there. Scrappy, you got your – your one scrappy team on the upswing. You got your Wolverhampton Wanderers. They'd be a fantastic choice. They like are playing European football right now. They're in the Europa League. Okay. Uh, doing quite well. They're in the hunt for a Champions League spot this year. Uh, well, top four get Champions League spots, right? Top, top four, five. but this year, top five, because Man City is banned from Champions League, so it moved down one spot. Cheaters. Cheaters. Damn dirty cheaters. Like Although, goddamn Houston Astros. Uh, that is... Yeah, I mean that's the only thing I care about baseball right now, though. Is the scandal. Yeah, I liked the scandal. I thought it was entertaining. It does make things <laughs> more interesting, and to hear like all the stories about what the fans are doing down in spring training and just giving the Houston Astros hell makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a there's a Twitter account that we follow on the Rooster and the Devil. That's like the Astros Shame Tour. That's that's like the name of it, and they're just posting all videos of. Fans heckling the Astros in spring training. Oh, I need Astros. Quite entertaining. I, I, need to, I, I really I need to, like it. That's a good follow. <laughs> uh, so, Tyndall's going to be here in about seven minutes. So, I want to wait till he's there to do the quiz, if he comes or not. But I want to talk to you about U.S. men's national team and see if you have followed that at all. Did you watch World Cups? Two thumbs down he's given me. <laughs> The, the U.S. team sucks. I don't. I. I. It, it, it is perplexing that a country of our wealth and size cannot put eleven fucking talented individuals on the field. I mean, Uruguay. How many people live in Uruguay? Like what? Ten million people, and they can field a, a supreme. Uh, Supreme Squad, like what the hell is going on? Iceland. I mean, it it it, it is. It is. <laughs> you get so many America's, like that. It is America's great shame, and it's it is a sign of American decline. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bold statement. That's such a bold statement. I have. We, we got. We got. We got. We got one player that's worth watching. No, that's not that's true. About it. That's not true. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You haven't been paying attention. I haven't. No, because this is like, the thing. All right, I haven't. Ex- I want I you to listen to a podcast. Like, you guys are dead to me. They shouldn't be dead to you. There's no way. This is this is the problem with American soccer, right? Not not dead the forever. The sport didn't out. exist. 
it didn't exist in America. It kind of did on the fringes until legitimately the 1990s. So there's been no kids that were growing up playing soccer and playing soccer exclusively and learning the game the right way. So then once we got the 96 World Cup, that's when the MLS was created. Then you get sort of the academy aspects, and you're also getting kids that are now second-generation soccer players, like a parent played soccer, and then that would get them interested in it. And I think just right now, like, and with the establishment of MLS and the academies, you get all these regional powerhouse development academies that are just better able to mine the talent. So what you're seeing now is a lot of MLS players are jumping to Bundesliga. There's, there's like, there's a ton of young oh, Americans. What, 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 what is it about the Bundesliga that is attracting the Americans versus, I don't know, La Ligue isn't it uh, Bundesliga plays young players, and that's even, that's true of of young Germans as well. And they're the, they're a fantastic league, arguably one in the world this year. But they focus on playing young players, and uh, and I think too you see Pulisic go over and make a model of this of that success. Yeah, he's created a you know kind yeah. of a bridge. So we've got another guy, Tyler Adams, on. Uh, RB Leipzig, who's a defensive center mid out of New York Red Bulls Academy, that is just fantastic. Like he he's arguably the US's best player right now. And then there's another guy on Schalke, McKenney, who will start for USMNT. And yeah, I mean, then you got a couple guys. And then then after that, I would say You know what I've always thought? Like their strikers have been piss poor. Piss poor. Amen. Josie Altidore is still the number one striker. That is a shame. There's another. There's a. There's a young striker at Werder Bremen in Bundesliga, Josh Sargent. But it's such a shitty team. He doesn't get that many opportunities in front of goal. So, it, like statistically, I don't, he doesn't look that great. But I feel like that's a. That's a product of uh, delivery. Right. Um, but MLS so is getting. Where better. Where are we at in terms of like World Cup qualifying? Like we're we're not doing that right now or that's we a great question. that's a great question actually it's coming up soon um they have a window right now in march where they do Concacaf nations league so it's like one more minor tournament and then i believe it's fall they start playing in um, world cup qualifying games already so and i actually the last world cup cycle got into the qualifying games and that was really fun to watch um the way games, like Mexico games, great. Oh yeah, Honduras game is great. Costa Rica game is great, and to see like them play there is cool. And it's tough environment, and it's good soccer. I mean, Stadio Azteca. Yeah, there was a. I forget how many years ago this was, but we beat they've them. They never won there. Have they've we? won. They won there like two years ago. Michael Bradley chipped in one from uh-huh. half field over the goal. It was an epic goal. It was an epic goal. He's, not, every, he's not on the team anymore, is he? God, I hope not. He's, he's too slow. So slow. When I watch him on the field, it's like he's stuck in mud. I can't believe it. Like, how is this man starting? <laughs> oh, he's 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 bad. Yeah. He's not World Cup caliber. Yeah, get him off. Although he did play in uh, Serie A in Italy for a while. I'm kidding. Yeah. Wasn't he in Germany too before that? I believe I like so. He, I think he was. You know, I got I went down a, a Landon Donovan wormhole on Twitter this week because it was his 38th birthday or something. But his spell, he had a loan spell at Everton that apparently was very successful. Like 2010, he went there until the MLS season started in March and had just a, big, a solid run. But I wonder, could, I've, I've, didn't, didn't he get like get like homesick or he just wasn't happy in? Yeah, apparently he battles oh, depression. Oh, yeah, he wasn't ha- so he needed one to be home. And I always thought like that was sad, but he probably would have developed better had he, you know, stayed in Europe. Yeah, but I get the decision on his end because it's like I'm a pro soccer player at home. Like I could just I know, do you that can make way home. more money in Europe, can't you? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Although you could argue that Landon Donovan made all the right decisions because the way he was on USMNT, he got so many endorsement deals. Like yeah. he's a rich man from playing, like how he played. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Definitely. 
So who's like uh, so Tyler Adams is the what position does he play? He's um like he center defensive mid mostly, so a box to box guy, but cr- very creative with the ball moving forward, great in possession, rarely gives the ball away, good good defender. He's just he's very solid. The only problem is he is a he seems to be a tad injury prone, so Yeah. Yeah, he's been out of the Bundesliga season for most of it and just got back recently. But he'll be playing against Tottenham in the second leg of their Champions League battle. Uh, and you said he's Schalke? No, right? he's uh, RB Leipzig. And then oh, Leipzig. the Schalke guy is McKenney, who they kind of stick him. They've put him in so many different positions, but I think he he thrives best as like an attacking midfielder. Very energetic, super athletic from Dallas. All right, you know yeah. Christian. You know Christian Pulisic's from my from my wife Courtney's uh, hometown. Hershey. Oh yeah, Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Pulisic? You know, I uh, he's he's good. I mean, I haven't really followed all that closely um, how he's been doing in in the Premier in the, League. Yeah, but he's been good. He's been good when he sees the field. He's but he's not like starting, right? He or not consistently. So in the beginning of the season, he had a hard time starting. They would throw him in as a sub at the end of the game. Oh, Lampard is the manager Frankie. there. Yeah. yeah, Frankie. We all we kind of hate Frankie on the podcast. We're not Chelsea fans in, in general, like so Chelsea. to see, yeah. yeah, they just are garbage, garbage humans. <laughs> But so he didn't play at first and then he got in the game as a sub, played fantastic, started the next game, got a hat trick and then went on like a brilliant run of form, then got picked up a knock and he's been out for for a little bit. But uh, he's close to returning at this point. But I think overall to go to Chelsea at the price tag that he went at and to produce in the time he's been on the field. I mean that's a solid American story. He he, he looks like a, so. Is, I mean, is he going to get like re up for next year or? I think sure? when they get transferred, they sign like a, a deal, four year, five year deal, and I think he's got a pretty healthy personal wage wage package going on right now. And plus the marketing value What's for a Chelsea. Personal wage wage package. What, what does that even mean? When a player gets transferred, they then are able to negotiate personal terms with the team and they have to agree on the terms before the transfer can be finalized. So that's why you see like someone, I don't know if you know, Gareth Bale on real grid. He went to the team from Tottenham, huge transfer fee, but he's not as good as his wages now demand. So the the team has a hard time transferring out because no one wants to pick up his wages. Uh. So, yeah, so that's know. like their per year figure that they're asking for. Yeah, it's the player's salary. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Soccer is – that's what I love about soccer too is that there's so many good leagues that interplay with each other. You don't get that with any other sport. No. Like trading between giant competitive leagues. No. And there's no or, there's no salary cap in any of the leagues, right? There's no salary cap. All right, let's pause right here. I will cut, and then let's see if we can get Tyndall on. Cool. Let me, uh, uh, I need more whiskey. (laughs) I was just looking at Barstool Sports, Barstool Sports, which is a ridiculous thing, but they've got guys going to the Lakers games in, like, hazmat. <laughs> for like coronavirus, they're calling them storm chasers. <laughs> That's hilarious. Barstool Sports is ridiculous. I like it. I I can't help it. I mean, I follow other dumb shit. So you don't follow Barstool. That's right. That's right. I don't like Dave Portnoy. No, he sucks. But you just have to ignore him. I know, but like the thing is, I I loved Barstool's content except for the pizza reviews. But then, like, I feel like there was a month stretch there where three out of four of all their posts were pizza reviews, and it was like, I do not care about your pizza reviews. I want to see like agree. college dudes doing dumb shit. I watch That's the pizza reviews until it has, you have to keep when you click that keep watching button. I'm like, I'm not gonna click it. Yeah, but but I'm not going to any of these places to eat pizza. 
They, it's they a big it's, thing now. They, like pizza that's rated by Dave Portnoy very high, all of a sudden will sell out. Like the oh, lines and shit. Probably, it's probably like it's crazy. Diners, drives, and dies when, um, what's his face goes to, you know, your restaurant. What's his name? He's like the pizza critic now. It's crazy. Does he like Chicago style pizza or New York? Nah, he's a New York style specialist. Although there, he definitely will attend a Chicago style place when in Chicago. But I don't know why we're talking about this, and I'll probably keep that in the Barstool Sports bit. And let's see, maybe Tyndall is not a go tonight, so we can start that quiz. Yeah, where are you, Tyndall? Brad, where are you? We expected you. Betrayer. <laughs> Betrayer. And a shout out to uh, Helder while we're just filling yeah. filling time here because he listens to this podcast oh, very regularly. Yeah, so nice. say hi to Helder. Say hey, something Brian. to Helder. Hey, Brian. How's it going? <laughs> All right, Tommy. Enough dicking around. We've had our dicks in our hand for a long time here just trying to kill time for Brad. So I've got a question to ask you. Yes. Historically... How good have your current favorite sports team been? And now I've got five choices. Or maybe that's an open-ended question. What do you want to do? Four. Four. Actually, I gotta, we were doing a test. I got I to gotta read them. Mm-hmm. Are they trash like Cleveland Browns? They win a championship every 50 years. Pretty up and down. We're usually competing for championships. Or I only like rooting for good teams, to be honest. I think I get, I mean, that's tough because like some of my teams have been okay. The Lions are trash, but like the Tigers have been to two World Series in the last, you know, 20 years. The Red Wings have won a couple cups. So what, what are my options again? Wolverines too. Yeah. I mean, it's probably up and down. I mean, yeah, pretty up and down. That's one of the answers. I think yeah. that's, that's pretty clear. All yeah. right. So at the end of this, now that I gave you gave you one question, at the end of these ten questions, you will be given a Premier League squad to officially be a fan of. So what interests you in Premier League, and, and do you think you really will be a fan? Is, is there options, or is this no? A, this is oh, my question to you. Like oh, I, before oh, yeah. we sort you into your house, like yeah, right. I gotta know Sorry. how legit you are. Yeah, this is, this is an EPL sorting hat episode. Yes. Uh... I think I will certainly make an additional effort, but I think, you know, I'll grow into it eventually. So I'll start watching, you know, maybe one Friday or Saturday morning, excuse me, maybe one game a week, and then, you know, see how... Picking a team is an important step. That was my first step to being a real fan. All right, so question two. And then, you know, maybe I'll become a degenerate soccer gambler we'll see (laughs) well i hope so (laughs) do you think you have any interest in mls uh not near as much yeah yeah all right so who do you who how do you decide who to root for a my local teams b sometimes my local team sometimes that the team that i liked watching growing up C, who my favorite players play for, or D, the best teams? D. Sometimes my local team, sometimes the teams that I liked to watch growing up. All right. So I like it. I would put the Chicago Bulls in that. In that uh, oh, category. yeah. I, was I big, mean, I was a big Michael Jordan fan. How could you not be? I was a Bulls fan. Yeah. Not really. I was a, technically a Knicks fan, but I loved Michael Jordan. I wore all Michael Jordan shit. Oh, I bought so many Michael Jordan basketball cards. I got jerseys, posters. Yeah. Memories best. imprinted in my brain. Yeah. I love Jordan. All right. So question three. In what kind of style do you like your team to play? A, boring, conservative, whatever. I just want them to win. B, I don't hate low-scoring games, but I prefer not to root for the most boring team. Or C, I like teams that are the most entertaining to watch. B. B, I don't hate low-scoring games, but I prefer not to root for the most boring team. Fair. Question four. How important is a strong fan base to you? A, no support. A ton of support. I don't really care. 
B, I prefer to not be watching a game in an empty stadium. Or C, I'd love my teams to have the best fans in the world. I'd go B again. I prefer not to be in an empty stadium. That's a good answer, I'd say. All right, here's a random one. Who's your favorite athlete out of these four? Option A, Anton Jameson. (laughs) (laughs) B, Derek Rose. C, Bryce Harper. D, Tom Brady. Or E, I have never even heard of Anton Jameson. (laughs) I'm going to go Anton Jameson. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Just because that's a random basketball player to throw into a list like that. I wonder how that helps their algorithm. I have no idea. And I we've mean, been using the same test now three times, so I might as well shout it out, all the test.com. That's the one we use. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember uh, him and the Wizards at all? Was that after you got here? Um, I think I kind of do remember him. He played uh, – didn't he also play for the Celtics, or am I thinking about someone else? Oh, he might have. Now you're calling my bluff, though. I think he might have. All right. I'm getting to the next question, but I'm having a hard time loading, to be honest. I hope it stays. (laughs) I'm looking up Antoine Jameson. Come on, you fucking test. Right after I called him out, they they fucked me, Tommy. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, Scott he did for the Wizards. Yeah. From Shreveport, Louisiana. God damn it. This fucking test is fucking... No, he, he did not play for the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I was thinking about someone else. <laughs> when it's I thought okay. about Antoine Jameson. I'm panicking it over was, here because I, oh, I can't get to the next question. It so was keep, the other guy. It was the other guy who, was, who played alongside Paul Pierce... When the Celtics, not Antoine Kevin Walker. Curry. What? Antoine Walker. That's who I was thinking about when yeah. when you said Antoine Jameson. Ah. Fuck, man, we're out of the. This test is fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm on question two now. Sometimes my local team. Sometimes I like the team I watched growing up. Yep. Ah. What the fuck is the deal? Maybe I got to switch to Safari, which is something no one's ever said in their lifetime. Oh, no. This is pretty entertaining content. (laughs) Hope hope Helder's enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if Helder's just driving in his car right now. Thinking, what do you think Helder's thinking of, if you had to guess? Oh, what is he thinking about? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, he might be thinking about Liverpool since he's listening to this podcast, and he's a big Liverpool fan, actually. Yeah. Or he might be thinking of The Art of Flight. We used to watch that movie a lot. Brad loves The Art of Flight. Uh, So do I. That was good. Warren Miller. Warren Miller. Yeah, that was different. Different uh, studios, but uh, Warren Miller's also great. You know, all right, I'm catching up here. Question four. And then for Anton Jameson, you said Anton Jameson's your answer, right? Yes, definitely. All right. Who would have thought Safari pulling us through? All right, question six. Pick the team you hate the most. The Patriots, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, or I don't hate any of those teams. Patriots. Patriots. Why? Uh, Tom Brady's a Michigan guy. You don't like Yeah, Tom. you know, I I think they're just arrogant sons of bitches. They win too much. They cheat. Their fans are pieces of shit. <laughs> North Eaton, New England trash. Um, <laughs> I can't think of... I've only got one person that I kind of like. New that's England a, trash. That's a... That's... Quite I only got game. one person that the New England, New England fan that I kind of like. The rest of the people I know that are New England fans suck. <laughs> it's all valid. Yeah. All valid. All right, we got another pick the team you hate the most. This time, NBA teams. Right. Golden State Warriors, Los nope. Angeles, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, New York Knicks. I just hate super teams, or I don't hate any of those teams. 
I would say Lakers. You don't like LeBron right now, or uh, I'm starting to I'm sort of turn on LeBron, like turn towards him. I used to be a, a critic. Um, he's so now, lovable. I don't now, know now that I know that he's not going to reach Michael Jordan level greatness, I can start. I can start rooting for him again. It's so hard not to for, to root for LeBron. Like he, I know he's he's good. a great human. He's, he's, he's a great guy. player. He's, he's a smart businessman. He he passes. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. Like, but I was maybe I was because I was trying to protect Michael Jordan's legacy. I didn't want anyone to eclipse him, and it now seems that, at least in terms of championship rings, LeBron's not going to catch him. It is funny though. I do feel personal personal responsibility of protecting Michael Jordan's legacy as well. Like when I, I hear don't know. People, I don't know why. I'm just like, <laughs> just I do. Yeah, yeah, because he was so good in that era. He was untouchable. And it was like my maybe because it was my formative years, growing up. Uh, that yeah, just kind of burned something into my head that you know you can only get when you're growing up. Yeah. No. Like music, like certain yeah, music that way. Yeah, certain music that way too. In actually, the type of music you like imprints on you from your adolescence. You know, I think most yeah, I, of us listen to the same shit. So do I. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I listen to probably a more diverse like collection of music now than I did when I was in high school. But like my go-to music yeah. is still like my music that I started liking in high school. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Michael Jordan, gotta love him. All right, pick your favorite player from among these. Cristiano Ronaldo, Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney, Wilfred Zaha. I don't know any of these guys. Those are your only options. And you should go ahead at every go, one of them. No, I'll go Wilfred Zaha, but I don't because I hate all the rest of those players. You hate Harry Kane. Harry Kane is a twat. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just the way his like mannerisms on the field and you know, he like he gets bumped a little bit and he thinks you know he's not he's not the biggest diver, but I don't know. He's something about him. Ron, Ronaldo, you know, way too vain and into himself. What was the other one? Oh Wayne Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, I don't know, just so Zaha right. is. Wilfred Zaha is a uh, Crystal Palace player. He's okay. a forward, very skilled, but I think he's only got like three goals this year. And like, why is not Messi on that? Like, it should be like a very comprehensive list on this question. Mm-hmm. So, fix your quiz, all the tests, and make sure yeah. the internet doesn't go down either, because that's very you know unfortunate for us. Yeah, we shouldn't be plugging you for your I know your shitty ISP service. All right. Do you care about your team having a history? No, as long as we're good now. No, yeah, yes, I do think history. It's important, I guess, but not something I care a lot about. Yes, I prefer to support a team with lots of history. Let's see. You think that even if goes even if it's bad Michigan? history. Well, yeah, even uh, if it's bad history. I want some a team that's not just, you know, come onto the scene. You're right. Yeah, like History, history. Yeah. Right, like there, like there's something really cool about University of Michigan's history. Bo Beckler and you know, who's that guy? Uh, what was his name? That was the Tom Brady years and Chad Henney years. Lloyd, Lloyd Carr, Lloyd Carr. Yeah, you guys was... loved yourself some Lloyd Carr. Well, yeah, he was the last good coach at Michigan. I mean, I guess you know. Uh, the I can't I'm blanking on his name I shouldn't but the current coach is Harbaugh Harbaugh he's I think he's exceeding he's overperforming in the sense that Michigan is no longer a top ten football team in the country they but haven't he, been for a very long time they haven't been for a very long time but he is getting them to ten wins a season consistently Old and game, winning season. That's solid. He's, he's doing as best as he can. We can't recruit like SEC teams can recruit or Ohio State can recruit. It's so damn so, cold up there. What kind of yeah, what kind of athlete would want to go? So he's doing the best. So I'm I'm not on the fire Jim Harbaugh train, but uh, I think we just need to recognize that we're we're not as good as Ohio State, and we won't be for a while. Ooh, yeah, it's painful. Painful truths. Painful truths. 
So the last question here is how much do you like soccer? I love it. It's one of my favorite sports. I like it and want to get into it more. It's not my favorite sport, but if a game with teams I've heard of is on TV, I'll watch or I just watch the World Cup. See. See, it's my favorite sport, but no, if a no, game with No, it's the it's it's not my favorite sport, but if the game's on with teams I know, I'll watch. Is that what it is? Yeah, what it? you're right. That's what it says. That's what it says. All right. But I'm hoping to get to B. All right. Controversial pick here for you, Tommy. You don't Tell know me what you like know it. about. Uh, you don't know if you like it, do you? I don't know if I like it, and I believe it's the second Newcastle United fan that this test has generated on our EPL sorting hat. Ooh, Newcastle. I like Newcastle, Newcastle beer. Newcastle brown ale. Do you like yes. Newcastle brown ale? Yeah. That's one of the first uh, brown ales. I, I think it was the first brown ale like I ever had. It's one of the first, like, crap, well, not craft years, but non-lager. It's, it's yeah. like one of the first non-lagers you'll drink as a, as a young young right. buck. You know? First uh, young, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are they called? Light lagers, light lagers. Right. <laughs> All right, so do you want to learn about Newcastle United a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I would now? like to learn a little bit, yeah. So I think... What you have here is Alan Shearer. He's England's all-time leading scorer. Spent most of his career at Newcastle, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. They are the northernmost club in England, so that's interesting. And Michigan, that's kind of fitting. They've won four domestic titles, but none since 1927. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, They also have... An American, DeAndre Yedlin, that starts. I know DeAndre Yedlin. Yep. So he's one of our USMNT guys. Yep. And what else do they have? Uh, Miguel Almiron, who came from MLS, Atlanta United, and he was Newcastle United's largest purchase ever in the middle of last season in January. And of late, he's actually been coming on pretty nicely. So he's 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 a the, their largest transfer ever was a MLS player? Yes, sir. So that's what's interesting about Atlanta United in general is that they are mining South America for talent, and uh, MLS is starting to embrace that maybe they are a selling league. So young players are getting playing time. Yeah. And I'd argue that MLS is actually, like, me and you should go to a DC United game. Oh, yeah. We'd have... Oh, and their new stadium, it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Audi Field, right? Audi Field, yeah, that's where the uh, XFL defenders play. <laughs> yeah, the XFL. So right now, Newcastle United are at 32 points in 14th place out of 20. That All means right, so not really in danger of relegation, but not. I relegation. mean, actually, they're only five points off of relegation, but they don't look like a candidate for relegation. This would be a terrible thing if I got sorted into a relegated team. <laughs> it's very unlikely. I really, I really think New, Newcastle's been a mainstay in Premier League for quite some time. Although it's not out of the question that they will get relegated, because it. But you can watch all the second division games. On oh ESPN yeah, that's Plus. what I want to do. I ESPN Plus. Second, I can watch second division games. Five dollars a month. I already uh, have ESPN Plus. Exactly. That's why you could watch all the championship games. And I've heard fans of teams that like those lower squads. They love it when they drop down a level because they win the entire season. And you can watch every game still. And the, the I'd argue the second division still fine. Yes. Granted, European football is, to me, the favorite, my favorite thing and why I picked a top six squad because – they have the possibility to play in Europe every year and to see them in Champions League. The Spurs are not making the Champions League this year, are they? They could very well make the Champions League, actually. They're only two points out of a Champions League spot right now. Okay. Manchester United is currently occupying it, two two points ahead of them. All right, so the top four teams, Liverpool, Man City. Leicester. Yeah, they're one this year. And then uh, Chelsea is four. All right. And then Man U's five. Yep. And then Wolverhampton Wanderers, who I mentioned earlier, six. Oh, and then and then Spurs? Then Tottenham. And then there's another newly promoted squad. First year in the league, Sheffield United is is eight. And they're at 40 points. So them and Tottenham are tied. And then, like, Arsenal's down 10. Everton's down 11. Crystal Palace, 12. Southampton, 13. 
Newcastle 14, and then there's a bunch of shitty teams. Uh, Brighton. Sounds West like Ham. sounds like Newcastle's like almost a shitty team. Arguably yes. <laughs> Arguably yes. Their their nickname is the Magpies. Okay, I can get behind um, that. But it's not the worst pick in the world. Like they're on TV a bunch. They were good for a while in the '90s. So there's a are fan any, base are in the any U.S. New teams in like the top ten gonna have staying power? Do you think? I think the Wolves have built their club up enough to have staying power. Yeah. And Leicester as well. I mean, Leicester. Yeah, I think Leicester's basically there, right? They're, they are there, although if you look at their I, – I don't know. I could see them having a random bad year still, although they are – they're there. They're there. But their, their revenues are not as high as the other top six clubs and – Yeah. But they sell. They they do just a great job of selling players at the right time and made a boatload of money off of off of players, especially that title run. Like that title run made that club financially viable, top tier club. Like it right. just did. So, do you have any? Okay. No, I guess I'm gonna be Newcastle. I'm gonna do it. Okay, I, I like, like your resolve. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you become enough of an expert. I want you to do research and stuff, and you'd be a welcome guest on Rooster and Devil anytime to talk about Newcastle United. Uh, I'll try to do that. All right, so we end Rooster and the Devil with rants. So they are generally soccer-related, or, or, or tangentially, t- tangentially, whatever that word is. Um, anything you want to get off your chest at all here before you leave the airway? I, I, I think I've already had my share of rants. No. Talking about the U.S. national men's team. Well, you have to give more on that or expand <laughs> because you can't just like you go, you go first. You go first. Let me think about it. Um. All right, I'll go first. I am. Today's the due date of my second child. Uh, I can't believe it's here already. Uh, although it's not here, still just waiting. It's like this weird waiting period where. Like, you know your life is about to drastically change, and you can't do anything about it, but just wait. It's very weird. So scheduling Rooster and the Devil might get a little dicey here in the next couple weeks. Last week was the first week we ever skipped an episode since we started in January of last year. Damn. But I will say we have some very exciting interviews coming out on our channel from the guys at OneGoal.us. Zach Steffen, the goalkeeper for USMNT, is going to be on our channel. Then we got another one, Mael Korbaz, who plays in Eerste Divisie in uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, he's second division in Netherlands. And then we've got uh, two more. We got one MLS guy and one guy in uh, U23 squad in Bundesliga coming out on our channel. So even though Roost in the Devil is not going to be producing its own content, we're going to be pumping out some good stuff here. So that's my rant. And my rant is. Don't ski fast. This fucking ACL has been the bane of my existence for the last four weeks. I got to wait eight more weeks for surgery. Eight, maybe a little bit less than that. But I'm basically in ACL purgatory right now. Like I can walk, but I can't do anything else. And then I'll have surgery and I'll be not walking for six weeks. And then not driving, you know, having to be ferried wherever I want to go. Um, so kids, don't don't ski or don't ski fast. It's not worth it. Uh, I got to make sure I come and visit you at some point during that, even with the new kid. Yeah. Maybe I'll hey, just so bring I can, Abby I can, over. I can still drink beer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Always well, can do that. I'll miss you at golf. Yeah, and I'll save a, I'll save a few bucks. Rooster and the Devil Rooster and the Devil Fan, another new cast of Who designed this test man?